One of the greatest gifts that a leader can do is at some point during their leadership to yield control and power and turn it over to the team. Now, the reason why this is so interesting for me is that, oh my, these episodes when they air are just timed. I don't know, the universe is aligning such that they are so aligned to things happening to me in real life. So I have the pleasure, the distinct pleasure of servicing an organization where I am teaching them new skills, building capability, and what starts out as deer in the headlight, oh my, we have to sit through this training, to seeing people understand the new skills, and then all of a sudden, they start taking control of the conversation for which I, as a leader, then sit back and look at how they soar and exercise their new capability. That truly is my joy in the work that I do when I work with clients to give them the skills so they can expand their business. I don't need the power they do. And when they cross over from not understanding the new skills and how it would impact them to seeing the possibilities, that transfer of power is so exciting. And so I turn to you when you think about when you go into situations, potentially is your greatest legacy when you give up your power. So let's listen to this conversation with Tony, full of insights. And I want to thank you for staying for the entire episode and be well. How do you spark new ideas? How do you create new innovations? Well, the only way to do that is with different thinking. And that different thinking doesn't come from just thinking, oh, well, we need to have our token people in the room. You know, no, it's about thinking, where do we have people who have come from different experiences? How do we ensure that we give them the chance and the voice to share what is on their mind and allow them to also play the devil's advocate in the room too, just to say, what if what I'm saying is not true? What if the opposite of what I'm saying is the reality? One of the most important lessons as a leader is letting go because we spend so much time trying to gain our seat of power and to collect power, but then knowing when letting go is the best way to lead. When you're able to see control, you're actually more powerful. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the drop-in CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, Join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Welcome to Drop-In CEO. I'm Deb Coviello, founder of the Drop-In CEO, and I am so excited to have Tony Martinetti with me today. We know each other a little bit, but we are going to get to know each other a little bit more. And I have an amazing topic I want to talk with him about because I think it's so important. But first, a little bit about Tony. He is a trusted advisor, coach, experience creator, author, podcast host. We're going to talk more about 
about that later and speaker. And he brings over 25 years of business and management experience to elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through change. Oh my, so similar to my brand and unlock their true potential. Uh, along his journey, he has helped so many businesses and individuals. And also he is an accomplished host of the virtual campfire and climbing the right mountain, his book. So we're going to talk more about that, but welcome to the conversation and drop in CEO live talk media. Thank you so much for having me on. I love connecting with people who are kindred spirits. Deb, it's fantastic to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so you and I, we could talk and talk and talk for hours. We only have a few minutes here for our listeners and viewers. But just to give a little bit more, tell us more about your backstory, something about you personally that we may not know, and how did you arrive at the work that you're doing that impacts so many people? Well, thank you. So first of all, a little backstory on me is that I came from the world of working in finance and strategy in the biotech world for the past 25 years. Well, I should say I also worked in high tech and a few other industries along the way, but mostly my career was in uh, working in the biotech industry with some amazing companies you know, working with rare diseases and oncology and a few other uh, different disease areas. And for me, it was amazing and rewarding to be part of such great groundbreaking innovations and doing the work that I did, which has enabled the science, which was really powerful. Along the journey, I found that I was doing the work that wasn't really me. <laughs> so I uh, connected with my true purpose, my inspired purpose, if you will, uh, when I found myself at this place where I was saying to myself, what is it that I'm really meant to be doing in the world? I was sitting in a boardroom and I was looking around and I realized that I didn't like the way that some of the leaders were showing up. They were more concerned about how their image was being protected, how they showed up for other people. And it wasn't really geared towards inspiring and people focused. It was more about self-preservation. And I said to myself, I think I'm done doing this. I want to be more authentically me. And the way I'm going to do that is by leaving the room to change the room. So I walked out and I started my path towards being me. And I've made connections back to my past, which is realizing that I was an artist uh, as a child and I need to be more uh, connected to my creative edge, who I was originally. So through the work that I do, I often think of it as being a painter of, of people's stories and helping them to connect with who they truly are by uncovering their own possibilities and painting a better future for them. I have chills. I really have chills because <laughs> uh, I wonder how many more people have had this same realization that they're at a place in time of what is perceived to be very successful. But then you have the awareness to look around the room and say, there's got to be something different, not that the circumstance is bad or good, but something different. And so yeah. you just said something to leave the room in order to change the room. So insightful. And so, mm. yeah, I mean, I would love for you to react to it and talk to me more about what does it mean to change the room now? Yeah, um, I would say that I didn't have the, all the answers at that point. It was more of a, you know, uh, it was the catalyst I needed to get off my butt. Let's, let's say it that way. 
And I needed to go on my own journey of discovering what that truly meant. And so it started me down this path of asking the questions and answering the questions that were really important. And who am I really? And what do I really, really want? And when I started answering those questions for myself, I realized that's the work that I need to take people on is to connect with where are they not being authentic to themselves? Where are they not being true to themselves? And how, when they do ask those deep questions, will it help them to show up more powerfully? Power is not about like being this like uh, force of nature, but powerfully meaning connected with who they really want to be. I often talk about leadership as, you know, connecting with your own leadership fingerprint because we don't have to lead like other people, but we have to lead like our true selves. And that means connecting with yourself in a deeper level so that you can come out and share that with other people, not using a facade, using some other way of like faking it. That resonates so with me because I have a coaching client for which they're so focused on the tactical. They are trying to take control of their career, but they're asking questions about, you know, the financial benefits, the positional benefits of the role, and they're all confused and all over the map. And then I have to ask them different kinds of questions. What grounds you? What are your core values? What's most important to you? Because if you can articulate family, community, time, you know, balance, et cetera, whatever those values or things are, then you can make better decisions about where do you want to lead? What kind of environment do you want to lead in? As well as what is your leadership style? So I, starting from a place of just asking better questions versus being in the hamster wheel of just doing what we think needs to be done to be successful is an important pause in that self-awareness journey. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been seeing it as like, it's, you got to create space to show up more intentionally. And we often think we don't have the time to create space. And it's funny, I, I, I led a group of people at the end of last year through, you know, this five day challenge. And one of the ladies on the, in the group, she said, gosh, like I'm an entrepreneur and I, I never make time for myself. And here I am. I spent five days this week going through this challenge and I found an, an hour each day. And if I could commit an hour each day for a week, well, I'm going to keep on doing this. I could spend an hour on myself you know, being more intentional in my own development and in my own way of connecting with who I am. I'm going to keep on doing that. I know there's such value in that. And I had a similar story. I went through a moment where I left corporate and had to listen to a lot of podcasts, do a lot Mm -hmm. of journaling and writing, reading books, just being by myself, walking to the point where my kids were talking to each other, say, hey, mom, (laughs) mom is walking so much. Is she okay? But it was so vital (laughs) to just getting that self-reflection in that process. I was like, this is what I really want to do. This is how I want to serve and help others. I can do it on my own terms. And it's just, it's just so important for people just to kind of pause and, as you say, allocate just an hour a day to who do you want to be, what's important, et cetera. Hmm. But let's just talk about the people you have served or maybe those you could serve. What are they feeling? What is their pain point? Because I want you to be able to connect with them. And if it resonates, maybe they'll reach out to you. Where are they at right now? Yeah, I think so many people can benefit from having a coaching partner, someone along their journey. But the people who I most resonate with are people who are accomplished leaders who have gotten to this place where 
they just feel like there's something missing. They're feeling unfulfilled and stuck. Oftentimes they're inside an organization, but I also work with a lot of entrepreneurs that just feel like there's something that they need to take them to that next point on their journey to have more impact and to also find that impact, not just in the work, but in their lives. Because fulfillment is not just about, oh, you know, can I make more widgets at work? It's about finding more fulfillment in the day-to-day life that they're having at home and all around. So it's so important. And if I could just share a quick story, you know, I too had been in a high level role. I had aspired and it manifested and that was fine. The money was good. The opportunity for travel resources was fine, but I ultimately realized there's a lot more smarter people knocking at the door, looking to take my role potentially someday. And I wish them that they could, but my greater purpose was how could I elevate them? Because there's maybe five or six of them reporting to me, maybe 10 or 100 indirectly reporting to me. What can I do to remove barriers? What can I do to elevate their skills and confidence? Because if they're able to do their job with less struggle, talk about the amplification of impact, not necessarily what do I do technically as a leader, the meetings I have, et cetera. That is just so important to realize what you're meant to do. And I'm sure you've had stories about how some people have come into that as well. Yeah, I just want to tap into something that you said that that it triggered something in me. And it's it's being able to one of the most important lessons as a leader uh, is letting go because we spend so much time trying to gain our seat of power and to to collect power. But then knowing when letting go is the best way to lead when you're able to, to seed control you're actually more powerful. You know, so you're able hard. to. Yeah. And we need to talk about that. Well, that is so hard to let go. Those things that you found value or you you thought your value was defined by it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'd love to take this in another direction. I know you have and will continue mm-hmm. to help so many people. But this week I did want to talk about a topic about, again, changing the conversation at the table, changing what the table looks like. And one of the things I've heard a lot is, again, diversity is so important. And there are so many great initiatives to bring diverse backgrounds and people to the table to engage in collaboration or projects. But I am wondering, are we focusing on the right things? And while it is easy to focus on physical attributes about the sexes, the religion, the age, uh, culture, the color of our skin, so important. But I also think there are some other things we should be thinking about diversity of experience experience, diversity of our intellect and our unique thoughts. So I just want to open this up a little bit about your thoughts about when we bring people together, how to create an ecosystem or environment to maximize the input from many. Yeah, I love this co- this topic because there's something about this that has gotten me really excited lately around you know, how do you spark new ideas? How do you mm. create new innovations? Well, the only way to do that is with different thinking. And that different thinking doesn't come from just thinking, oh, well, we need to have our token people in the room. You know, no, it's about thinking, you know, where do these, where do we have people who have come from different experiences? How do we ensure that we give them the chance and the voice to share what is on their mind and allow them to also play the devil's advocate in the room too, just to say, what if what I'm saying is not true? 
what if the opposite of what I'm saying is, is the reality? So or, um, I often think about the six thinking hats from Ed DeBono that, you know, you're putting on different hats. Each person is actually challenging their own ideas, but also bringing challenging other people's ideas as they're coming to the room. You so think it, that it slows it down, but in fact, it speeds up the creation of new ideas. It's almost like an insurance policy. Yes, it's easy to bring together your subject matter experts, your interested parties or stakeholders as they may be impacted, but just an impartial third party that has a knack for curiosity and asking questions from an HR or from maybe an R&D function, nothing to mm-hmm. do with a specific task at hand, but somebody that might just think a little bit differently or just say, why? Why? Yes. <laughs> the power of that question. And I, I, I come back to, I, I do love some of the Buddhist teachings, but the beginner's mind, there's something about the beginner's mind when you come in from a fresh perspective and you say to yourself, oh, you know, tell me why this is important. You know, what is it that we're ultimately solving? Because we get so myopic in our focus and that we start to go down these rabbit holes. We start thinking, oh, this is what we need to do. This is what the customer wants. But then someone from the outside says, well, why are you doing it that way? You have to break, <laughs> you have to break the cycle of the talking points. You know, oh, we have this report that gives us this information because the customer values it and they expect this statement each month. It's interesting. I am on a new assignment in a completely different industry and I am listening and trying to get up to speed, learn the business. But then they say, Deb, what do you think? And then I say, well, I think this, <laughs> and I see that, and I wonder if we're going down the right direction. And all of a sudden, it's like I am speaking so much wisdom, but I'm the only person that either has the courage or the innocence to just ask different questions. And we shouldn't be fearful of that. If we have a burning question, regardless of where you're at in the organization, we shouldn't be afraid to just ask those simple questions. Yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned this because this is one of those things where if I think about my own journey of becoming a coach, first you had this imposter syndrome, like I can't coach people who I've never been in their industry. You know, I worked with organizations in the entertainment industry, which is really strange for me. And I don't know their, you know, how that industry works on the inside. But when you come in from a place of like, well, what if this? What if that? And ask the right questions that come from this place of not really knowing how it works, then they actually appreciate that outside view. And they've started to welcome that perspective. When you don't have to necessarily be an expert in their industry and you're coaching them through these processes, it's helping them to see a fresh perspective. Helping them to see. And that's it's like, that's the beauty of us being able to coach others. Again, I do talk about, I drop into organizations and I help them with technical problems. I'm working in the finance industry, helping to streamline, improve their processes. Yes, that's what I've been paid to for many, many years. But the study of the people and how they respond to situations, speak their voice, ask the questions, that's the work that I truly love to do. But I'm going to ask you a question because my heart, while I do serve CEOs, executive C-suite leaders, I also am passionate about the aspiring C-suite that maybe they're in business 15, 25 years. They want to get to that next level. And I'm just wondering from your experience based on maybe the senior executives that you already coach or you've seen some of these things, what are some things they can do now to start 
I don't know, creating that awareness as, they, as a leader? What can they do now to prevent or anticipate getting stuck? What can they do now to start taking control of their career before they get to a place of feeling lost and not in control? Yeah, well, I, I love that, this question from two angles. First of all, from the C-suite, there's an importance of like making sure you're believing, taking bets on people, making sure that you're seeing people before they see themselves. I have the strong belief and believership, uh, <laughs> a lot of believing there, that there have been leaders in my past, and I've heard this from a lot of people who have been on my show as well in the podcast, that have, you know, when, when someone believes in you, you start to believe in yourself. And I think that's an important thing is to give someone the chance to see beyond their edges. And so that's one angle I want to look at it from. But then for the person who's not seeing it from, you know, who is the aspiring leader, it's important to know that you can take chances and nothing is fatal. It's all about taking measured risk. What can I do right now that is one step towards my growth edge that will allow me to see what I'm capable of? without putting everything at risk. So I came from the finance background. So risk is, was everything. Um, it was all about understanding what's possible without us having to put all of our you know, eggs in one basket. But if you look at those little one-step things that I could do, experiments that allow me to get a little further onto my discomfort zone, then you'll find that you're capable of a lot more than you think. So I love this advice because this is one of the things that's going from my book, <laughs> The CEO's Compass, into the C-Suite Academy is just taking control of the conversation, maybe with your boss or another senior leader. Sometimes we meet and we just go over the technical details of the day-to-day -day and we never get one, maybe their needs met, but also yours. So helping leaders have courageous conversations about yes. asking for feedback or controlling the conversation and say, you know, can we just talk on some personal development opportunities, then strategy, then maybe in the tactical, setting the agenda and owning the conversation again, still making sure you satisfy that stakeholder. But you do have the power to do that because sometimes people may rise to manager leadership positions, but have never developed the skills. And so if you have that awareness now to start taking a risk, propose an agenda, ask for things you've never gotten before, just know maybe the other person will welcome it. And any stress or anguish you're feeling is just inside. You need to take those risks in a safe environment. Yeah. I, I love that you brought this. The, the key word here is conversation and courageous yeah. conversation, which is even more powerful. And it starts with this ability to, first of all, gather you know, where you are, where, what are the things that you're coming to the table with, but be humble. You're coming to these conversations, whether it be with your direct manager or some other person in the company or beyond, you know, these conversations, they're about learning and gathering information and being seen for beyond what you're currently doing, but you're humble because you're not there to say, I want a job, like see me now. But it's about allowing them to know that you're more than what you're doing right now and that you have aspirations beyond these, these doors. And through this process, they get to be appreciated for who they are. So it's a, it's a very great, a conversation is a two-way street. It's co-created. So by you seeing them, they see you.
And this is such great coaching advice. And again, I do coach others, but your perspective also inspires me to have even better conversations with others so they can take control of their career. But I want to just turn the conversation back to you. And this has been absolutely amazing through and through is that you have a lot of resources that you can offer my community or your community. Tell us a little bit more about the book and the podcast. Thank you so much. I, I The book, well, my first book is called Climbing the Right Mountain. And for me, it was a journey to really, you know, share some of the things that I learned in my process of becoming a coach, but also my own journey of navigating the corporate world and realizing that we climb these mountains, get to the top and realize, do we like who we've become? Have we defined the right definition of success? And how can we navigate that journey differently? to find fulfillment on different terms. So the book is short and sweet in the sense that it just hits the high notes and it'll give you just the right amount of insights to get off of the path that is not serving you and connect with the right path for you to be on the journey for you. And not everyone needs to quit their job and go climb a different mountain. It's sometimes it's just about reframing how you look at your current path. So that's the book. And then the podcast, just to give you a little insight on the podcast. So it's called The Virtual Campfire. And for me, this has been the biggest gift that I feel like I've been able to offer the world. I've been able to bring together some amazing guests who have shared their stories of transformation. And what it's been is through these these things called flashpoints, these points in your journey that have ignited your gifts into the world. It really is important to see that like we all have gifts and sometimes we have moments in our lives that that have to reveal it uh, and allow us to own it. So beautiful. And I get chills again because I have stories, but not to take away your thunder, where you have those moments. And while they're either moments of joy or moments of great internal reflection and crisis, but if you take the high road and look at what just happened or look at what you've just become, oh my, if you run with those moments, you now become the person that you fulfill. So I'm getting chills all over, but this is so amazing. Just a couple of closing thoughts from my side. Tony is amazing. I love his work. We have been circling on social media. I finally said we need to connect because our work is so dedicated to helping people take control of their career, their situation, their entrepreneurial journey, and struggle less because we've been through it. We've learned a few things along the way. And from podcasting, those additional resources, we're bringing a wealth of knowledge to our people. I have the CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track, my trials, tribulations, and thoughts for aspiring leaders, as well as coming soon, the C-Suite Academy, C-Suite Leadership Academy, where we distill all of that knowledge to help you take control of your career. I just ask for people to stay in touch with me on that because more to come. I, we want to help so many. So, Tony, any last closing thoughts before we bring this to a close? Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm, I can't wait to check out your new book. And I love that we've connected. And this is the beauty of finding people who, you know, really have the same mindset as you and stay in touch with them. You have to have conversations with people that, you know, really have the same mindset so you can continue to build your tribe and find ways to expand your world because that's so important these days. We need to be connected with people who are doing the same type of work in the world so we can build a better world. 
Absolutely. There are so many people in the world that last count about 8 billion. So your work, my work, there are probably more people we can ever serve, but this is a start. Thank you for being an amazing guest on the show and wish you continued success. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.